Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to NFLs. It's the week in between Christmas and New Year's. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and if you can't tell from the sound quality, this is the Home for the Holidays edition of NFLs. That's right. Yeah, we're both joining, tuning in live from our respective holiday uh, festivities. So we're just gonna skip all of the gravy that you normally get with the show's mashed potatoes and just get right down to what we do best: mashed potatoes. Am I right? Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> in the interest of time, we will be. Uh, Announcing the coins picks later. Perfect. Love it. I'll have you tweet it or something. Excellente. All right. Sounds good. So why don't you go ahead and get us into this first game then? Let's get into this first game. No Thursday game this week. Uh, first game is this weekend. New York Giants are taking on the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Giants lost 34-10 to 10 to the Eagles last week. I was there in person to see it. It was pretty great. <laughs> uh, the Bears took a shocking win over the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Nick Foles leading the charge, of course, best quarterback to ever play the game. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears to win another one here. Yeah, I think um, I'm also going to go with the Bears. The Giants have been trending after what was like a, I don't know, an impressively mediocre early season for them has delved into the Giants of old pretty quickly. They're now, once again, seemingly without a reliant reliable franchise QB or really any path to success at all. The Bears, on the other hand, with even with this QB situation, I feel like the defense as a whole has kind of finally started shaping up a little bit better, and I've been particularly interested in their run game in the last few games, so I'm curious to see how that's going to stack up against the Giants defense, who I thought the Eagles absolutely ran over last week, so yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bears. Cool. All right, next up. I was waiting for you to announce the coin. <laughs> I was like, right. I see how long this takes. <laughs> All right, sick. Next up, we have uh, the New England Patriots hosting the Jacksonville Jags. The Patriots have been on a little bit of a uh, losing streak. Only two games in a row, but I mean, after how many did they win in a row? Like eight or nine, I won't it say, was, right? It wasn't that many, but it was several. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Only two games get at the moment. Yeah, so after they got shocked by the Colts and then lost a pretty close matchup to the Bills this last weekend. Um, the Jags, on the other hand, continue to be, in my opinion, the worst team in the league. Didn't really have anything looking good for them, even versus the Jets this last week. So I think the Patriots are certainly still a top five prospect in this league. Both of these losses they've taken these last couple of weeks, I wouldn't call absolutely scary because outside of the Chiefs, those are like really only the other two threats the AFC has left at this point. All this to say, I'm going to take the Patriots here. Yeah, no real reason to pick a crazy upset in this game. The Patriots are still a great team despite the two losses in a row. Um, they're, they should pretty much wipe the floor with the Jags in this one. And uh, yeah, Jacksonville pretty directionless at the moment. We'll see if uh, having two first overall picks in a row will help them, but not looking too bright for the future. Um, that'll lead us to our next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to New York to take on the Jets. Uh, Tom Brady 
in this game will do something he's done uh, repeatedly over the course of his career, and that's going to be beat the Jets in New York. Uh, the Jets are bad, even coming off that <laughs> win. Uh, the Buccaneers are one of the two or th- I'll, I'll say three potential uh, Super Bowl candidates coming out of the NFC. So uh, should be another lopsided affair here. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I really like these, like, second cousin divisional rivalries or whatever, like when a QB <laughs> moves to a new team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brady certainly has plenty of experience against the Jets defense. And even though the Jets have managed to find what, like what, five wins at this point this year, like they're, they're definitely starting to put some things together. These two teams are obviously just in a completely different caliber. And I'm sure after putting up literally zero points on offense last week, the Buccaneers are going to be very focused on putting up a good 45 this game and assuring everyone that was just a fluke. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go Buccaneers here as well. Next up, we have the Buffalo bills hosting the Atlanta Falcons bills. Finally starting to bring some things back together. I will say Josh Allen did not look incredible this last weekend, but it's still getting better. In my opinion, he was a little bit more accurate. I really liked um, his frequency to just take the ball for himself, which I felt like was something that kind of got away from them around halfway through the season. Uh, the Falcons, uh, nothing. I have no new criticism to offer them this week. They looked all right versus the Lions this last week, but um, I am still really not convinced that this team has an identity at this moment outside of just allowing a lot of the offenses they play against to have one of the best games of their season. So I, I'm going to go Buffalo here, although I will say I'm – Really worried that this is going to be another like nine to six game, like that Jacksonville game was earlier this season for Buffalo. Yeah, they've had some weird ones this week or this year, but I mean, coming off a win against the Patriots, they got to feel pretty pumped up. Uh, they've got mm-hmm. control of the division back, and uh, the Falcons, while technically are still really in the playoff race, they're only one game outside of the NFC playoffs at the moment. Uh, you would have liked to see them win a little more convincingly than 20 to 16 against the Detroit lions. So um, I'm going to be going with the bills as well. I don't think they should have a problem in this one. Cool. Uh, oh wait, we're not doing that. Lol. Okay. We're not doing that today. <laughs> so the coin is going to announce his pick later. Uh, that'll lead us to our next game. Uh, these two teams kind of both vying for first seed in the AFC. Um, one of them, Seems much more likely than the other. Uh, the Cincinnati <laughs> Chiefs are going to be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Chiefs have just continued their dominant stretch, and I don't really see a reason to think that won't continue this week. I mean, the Bengals are coming off a 20-point victory against the Ravens, but Ravens were down to a guy they just brought off the practice squad at quarterback, and uh, the Ravens' defense has had you know a myriad of problems that have been discussed uh, at length. So. Uh, Chiefs defense should have a pretty good day against his uh, Bengals offense. And I think, uh, yeah, Chiefs are going to end up with that number one seed, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chiefs seem pretty likely to get to get the number one, especially after these last couple of weeks for New England. Um, Cincinnati, I think that even though their last couple of wins have been, you know, this very shambled Ravens roster and the Broncos, like they're still starting to give 
good looks more often than bad again. I think Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon have both had the best month of the season this month um, individually. So I, I mean, Joe Burrow, sorry to interrupt, but Joe Burrow threw for 525 yards this past week. So right. Absolutely insane. Ever. <laughs> so pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pretty great last month for the Bengals. I think like the explosive nature of the of the Chargers and the, and the Bengals earlier on this season that kind of made me hesitate to trust in either of them, I think has started showing up more and more often. We've been getting less and less bad looks from both of these teams. And also just the league as a whole is obviously very all over the place uh, based on like what sort of performance they give. So yeah, I'm starting to think a little bit more often that there's a chance of like the, of the Chargers or Bengals getting like a surprise appearance in the Super Bowl this year if they like just managed to stream together three really good games in a row but I think that the Bengals just like I expect them to be in the playoffs will find themselves stuck against the Chiefs this week because Mahomes is just a much more trustworthy quarterback and the Bengals defense has not really been doing the work you would want to see the de- the defense for an offense like this to have so yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here as well. Keep it friendly as it's been so far. Next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are also on a little bit of a losing streak themselves. Three now, I think. Um, that is correct. Yeah, gosh, pretty wild. Uh, I'm, not, I, uh, I'm not really sure. Tyler, I thought, looked incredible this last week at moments, um, but it seems like they just really don't trust in his arm that much yet. And the run game has been very uh, lost without James Conner. So I would say like overall, we're really starting to experience another Cardinals December slump. The Cowboys on the other hand have put up probably their two best performances since Dak returned in the last couple of weeks, um, including absolutely dismantling the, uh, the Washington football team this last week. What was the final score on that? 56 to 14. 14, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So yeah, I think the Cowboys are probably going to find another win here. Unfortunately, Arizona just still seems a little lost and I can't help but think we're going to see them lose three more games and then call it a season for this once definite first seed in the NFL. So Three things in life are certain, death taxes and Kyler not being worth anything in December. What do you got for us, Andrew? Oh, no. Um, yeah, we'll make this the first disagreement of the week. I'm looking for two streaks to come to an end here. Uh, firstly, Cardinals losing streak is going to end. They've had a string of bad luck in these past few games, which included a loss to the Lions, uh, mm. as we've discussed previously. Uh, and then this past week, and just... Like you said, Kyler just hasn't looked the same as he did early in the season. Uh, but I expect I expect them to take this one over the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, while they have impressed at times, like putting up 56 points is incredible. Um, their last four games, I believe, have been the Saints, Washington, the Giants, and Washington again. So uh, I'm not putting too much into those wins, I don't think. And obviously, I'm biased a little bit. Everybody knows I hate the Cowboys, but I'm going to be going to the Cardinals in this one, and I think they're going to reverse their momentum a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But I heard earlier that Kyler Murray has never lost at AT&T Stadium all throughout uh, high school, college, and his pro career. So 
look for that to continue this week. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that'll lead us to our next game. The Miami Dolphins are taking on the Tennessee Titans in good old Nashville, Tennessee. Um, this is pretty tough. The Dolphins, if the season ended right now, would be in the playoffs after starting one and seven. They have battled back and won seven in a row, now sitting at eight I know, and seven. It's wild. Yeah, crazy. Uh, the Titans pulled up pulled off uh, what was perceived as an upset against the San Francisco 49ers last week. 49ers never really got into it. Um, Tennessee's defense has honestly been uh, sort of like the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Like They had a turnaround midseason, and they've been looking better and better. And I think they're going to give the Dolphins offense some trouble here, and I think we're going to see this little win streak that the Dolphins have come to an end. So I'm going to be going with the Titans to win another one in this game. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of tempted to make this a disagreement. I was, I watched pretty much the entirety of the Titans 49ers game, and I felt like the Titans did not really seem in it at all for most of the first half. And then it really it wasn't until AJ Brown just completely turned it on and started eating that 49ers secondary for dinner. It was when they really started being a part of that game. But this sort of leads into a bigger criticism I have of the Titans, which is just like Tannehill is never really reliable enough to bring the game home. And they always need to have some sort of an MVP somewhere else on the offense. Obviously usually Derrick Henry or AJ Brown, but like somebody else on this offense needs to have a hell of a game for them to win. Usually whereas the dolphins in general, even though they've been kind of like a middling team, like are kind of like, I don't know, like a middling Patriots almost where they're just sort of using the passing game to set up the run game, looking for simple little throws, that sort of thing. They're just playing like, you know, normal football, even if they're not doing it the best in the league. So uh, with it being in Tennessee, I don't know, because the natural, you know what? I'm just going to take the Dolphins because we haven't had that many disagreements. I think that this is going to be a pretty good game. um, And I think that the Titans – I mean, I've said this basically every week since he left, but I still think the Titans really do have a good shot at a deep run. But until Derrick Henry returns, I just am not seeing any true consistency in this team's future, even with A.J. Brown back on the field. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Vegas Raiders. Man, the Colts are also just really tearing it up in the back half of this season. Um, uh, who was it that they took this last week? I know that they beat... I know that. Oh yeah, they beat the Cardinals, right? Incre- yeah. Increasing the Cardinals' losing streak. Um, Jonathan Taylor is the MVP, in my opinion. Um, I'm just waiting to see the rest of. I, I, it seems like a lot of people around the conversation in the NFL are starting to lead that trend in that direction as well. So we'll see. I'd love to see a running back be MVP, but I think the Colts are great. The Raiders, on the other hand. Just picked up a win over the Broncos, but that's not really yeah. worth that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, uh, relatively low scoring. They're still referring to their head coach as an interim coach. I don't really see the Raiders as still being in this season at this point, whereas the Colts are looking a little bit more like a potential champion for this conference every week. So uh, I'm feeling good about taking the Colts here, so I'm just going to do it. I hate the Raiders, so it makes it easy. This is my second favorite team versus my second least favorite team, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, That's an interesting point to make. Um, I think 
I think that Carson Wentz is going to be on the COVID list for this week, so I don't know if he's going to be playing. But like you said, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's in talks for MVP of the league. So uh, obviously he's the most valuable player on this team. And he's going to be playing, so I'm going to be taking the Colts in this one as well. I don't think the Raiders have the, uh, the, the firepower to take down what the Colts have going at the moment. So uh, yeah, I think the Colts should win regardless of who's playing at quarterback. And that'll lead us right into our next game of particular interest to me. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be traveling down to play the Washington football team at FedEx Field, or whatever it's called nowadays. Uh, and uh, the Eagles on a little bit of a win streak themselves here and could potentially clinch a playoff spot this week if they win this game and a couple other games go their way. Uh, I think <laughs> they are going to win this game. I'm going to be taking the Eagles here. Um, I don't know. That run game has just been so impressive the past few weeks, and I think they're going to continue to lean on that. And Jalen Hurts, uh, while at some points is still looking like a fresh quarter, like uh, fresh off the quarterback presses uh, player, he, <laughs> uh, he, he still has these flashes of, okay, he's definitely improving. He's definitely learning as he goes along. And uh, it's really good to see. And I think the Eagles should be able to handle Washington this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like that Jalen Hurts is having his like growth from college, like god level QB into like decent NFL quarterback journey, like a little bit more transparently than I feel like a lot of other QBs do. Yeah, um, he's been very honest about his shortcomings, and it seems like he's really going after trying to address them in practice. I obviously he hasn't tightened up everything yet, but I agree. Like uh, recently. These last couple of months, uh, namely the game that we saw live, like they've been more and more often finding opportunities to rely a little bit more on the on the air game. Um, and I'm guessing that they're going to in this game as well, after seeing the the arcade game that Dak Prescott Jeez. had against the no secondary. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like. A week ago, I might have said, oh, you know, Eagles have playoffs on the table. Washington's defense has been looking a lot better. This is going to be a close one. But I I have no faith in Washington's defense after the game I watched last week. So uh, I think as long as the Eagles stick to their playbook, make sure they check out that game, they'll be just fine. So, yeah, I'm going to go Eagles here as well. Go Birds. Go Birds. Bird up. Bird up. All right, next up we have the New Orleans Saints hosting the Carolina Panthers. Incredible how I can't even say for sure if these are the worst two teams in this division. What a bad division this is, man. Yeah, oh my gosh. What a bad division. (laughs) Um, The Panthers, who who knows what we're going to see from this team. Who knows who their quarterback is going to be. Who knows what sort of, what caliber of play we're going to see from them, really. Who knows anything. It just seems like the Panthers are very uh, just with without direction as a as a franchise at the moment. Yes. And uh, the Saints, on the other hand, I don't really see as being without direction. I just think that they had a identity they felt comfortable with earlier this year that is no longer servicing them, and and it seems to me as if they don't really know what to do in response to that basically, because they're still like taking the field, playing these games as if they have Jameis Winston and a good passing defense. And neither of those things are true anymore. So 
I don't know. I, I feel like the Panthers could probably find a pretty easy win here. Um, but I think that the, at, at the very least, like at least the Saints have found some route to success. I have yet to watch a Panthers game this season that made me feel confident they could win the next one. It's, it's really hard for me to trust in any sort of an air game to take advantage of, of the bad passing defense that the Saints have had. So I, I feel like this is going to be a win for the, for New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really – this game kind of sucks to talk about because it's just pretty uninteresting. Both of these teams sort of are just, like, flailing about at this point. Uh, the Saints, a couple of uh, – circumstances outside of their control looming losing Jameis Winston earlier this year as you said and then this past week against the Dolphins they had to start Ian Book in his first NFL game obviously that did not go so well um but I I still like them better than the Panthers just this I don't I think Matt Rule the head coach of the Panthers is probably gonna lose his job uh if not before the end of the season then once this season is over uh just with all the you know the reliance that the amount of reliance that became clear this team had on Christian McCaffrey for any sort of offensive production and then just right. the indecision of who to play at quarterback week in and week out. Um, it just is not good. So I'm going to be going with the Saints as well in this one. I'm uh, going to skip over this one, let you introduce that. Up next, we'll talk about the Houston Texans are going to be traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, probably going to see Trey Lance start this week for the 49ers. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with a broken bone in his thumb, I believe it is. But um, <laughs> either way, uh, could be looking at the future of the 49ers offense if Trey Aaron Rodgers is like weak. What's that? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is like weak. I don't know if you know, but he played with a broken pinky this oh, weekend. Did he play? I, I think it was a broken toe. Did he play with the broken toe? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was a broken toe. Yeah, oh, that's wow. right. I forgot. Wow, that's no, crazy. I, I, did, I had no idea he was playing injured. Did he tell anybody about that? <laughs> I don't know. I think he – I heard that he, like, drank some water that he had whispered, like, healed toe to, so I'm sure he was fine. But... Oh, okay. He was probably okay then. But, <laughs> um, yeah, the Texans coming off a surprise win against the uh, the Chargers, actually. They kind of put a whooping on them. Uh Rex Burkhead, if you had him on your fantasy team, like my dad did, uh, had an insane day, uh, the Texans running back, and they ended up beating the Chargers, as I said. Um, 49ers, as we talked about earlier, lost to the Titans. Uh, both of those kind of... Uh, uh, the 49ers lost, not so much, but the Texans win, more of an aberration than anything else. Uh, really don't expect them to, to win any other surprising games this season let alone this week against uh, Kyle Shanahan's uh, high-octane 49ers offense. So I'm going to be going with San Francisco in this one. Yeah, I um, think I'm also going to be going San Francisco here. Obviously, no, obviously the quarterback situation is, is tough, and I haven't seen – in the tenure of Jimmy Garoppolo being a 49er, I haven't seen the 49ers – play a single good game without Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that's um, a good point. So I am even more like, like the Texans than I normally would be in a in a QB-less situation. I mean, I'm even more hesitant to pick the Niners than I would be without in like a situation without a starting QB. However, they are playing against the Texans. 
another team that has had a little bit of a QB shuffle off season. It seems like now they're starting to think maybe the injury at the beginning of the year was bet it was a blessing in disguise because they're experimenting with Davis Mills a little bit. La di da di da. Anyway, the Texans are just. I, I believe they're like second in points allowed and 31st in points scored or something like that. Absolutely ins- absurd. Basically, every team's offense and defense has a hell of a game against the Texans. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think even with Trey Lance, Trey Lance is going to leave this game looking like he's ready for this starting job. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Fair point. <laughs> All right, next up we have uh, the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Denver Broncos. This game I want to feel good about, (laughs) given the last time we saw these two teams play. uh, Denver really controlled the time of possession in that game, kept Herbert off the field basically the whole time. You and I were watching that one live with Brendan, and I just remember every time we looked up, all three of us were surprised that Denver was still on the field. (laughs) Like, it was just... Always, always, always Denver on the field in that game. Um, however, since then, I have lost pretty much all confidence that that game earned me. And uh, this time it's in Los Angeles, and we've already taken a game off them this year. So definitely don't feel like this is the right moment to take the sweep. And plus, I think I'm on a three-losing streak with the Broncos right now. So, <laughs> um I, I'm I'm done incorrectly picking this team. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick the Chargers. Sad. Yeah, it's a very sad uh, unfolding of events that have gone on with the Broncos this year. And I'm almost tempted to pick them in this game just because Drew Locke is gonna be starting, and he made some magic happen against the Chargers last year uh, in that mm-hmm. one game that we watched together. But uh, I just I don't see the Chargers losing two in a row in the fashion, especially in the fashion they lost last week. I think they're going to come out extra motivated and wanting to take this one. And plus, they're more still more in the playoff race than the, than the Broncos are technically at this point. So um, I'm be going with the Chargers as well. Unfortunately, it looks like we will only have one NFL team in the playoffs this year. <laughs> After all, man, oh well. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe if but. my Super Bowl ready roster gets a QB who isn't like bottom five next year, we'll have a hey, real yeah. blast. Uh, <laughs> just saying, if Roger, um, not to get your hopes up, but if Rogers comes there, I mean, it seems like a pretty easy path, at least to the playoffs next year. <laughs> I think, I, I think we're a shoe in with him or, or, Russ, but or Russ, yeah, that's a good point too. We'll see. I definitely hope it's Russ, just given the personality of those two people. All right, next up we have the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Oh wait, this is your game. I'm sorry. As Jacob said, we have the Ravens <laughs> testing the Rams, and um, the Ravens have just really fallen off the wagon here, uh, or fallen out of the sky. I guess would be a better. Uh, phrase to use in this situation uh the rams however have been getting things together uh, as the season has gone on and they're looking more and more like a contender in the nfc and uh you know it, lamar, i saw a video of lamar at practice today he was kind of limping pretty like noticeably on the field still not sure if mm-hmm. he's gonna be yeah. ready and even they took if him he out is, they took him out yeah so even if he does play i mean he's definitely not going to be the explosive lamar that we know and love and I, this patchwork secondary for the Ravens is just going to be, you know, 
like delicious, delicious, delicious for this Los Angeles Rams offense. So I'm going with the Rams here. Yeah, I um, really, really hope that Lamar is not only in the game, but also in shape to do well, because I would, <laughs> man, my, my chances of winning the Wade Dynasty would go up dramatically if that occurs, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that more on the next episode. But um, yeah, I think I've been, I've been keeping a pretty close eye on that situation, and I don't have a whole lot of hope right now that he'll even be in the game, let alone worth starting if he is in the game. The Rams, um, I have just been obviously very impressed with the last couple of weeks. The I think, like, it, it almost seems like football has kind of returned to the, like, preseason narratives for a lot of teams. Like, the Rams, after all of this, like, doubt, I'm just – Whenever I hear the mention for the like last week or two, all anybody wants to talk about is just like, yep, Stafford plus Cup is a stupid combo. <laughs> like, we're just yeah. kind of back to that a little bit. And I certainly cannot agree more. I think that this offense is just so scary. I still really think this team is probably going to win the Super Bowl this year. And man, the car, I mean, the Ravens it, are, are just like, cursed with negative energy like ever since that titans game <laughs> basically it just doesn't seem like no. anything and for the last two years it just doesn't seem like anything good can stay for this franchise and um i, I mean i'm starting to wonder what's going to happen to mark andrews basically because he's like the the only speck of gold and and a lot of uh, and a lot of dirt <laughs> that they're dealing with <laughs> over there right now so yeah i'm gonna go Rams here as well, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I don't know. I like the Rams. Wish the Ravens weren't this bad, though. I'd love for this to be a good game. Let's put it yeah, that way. In another, in another reality, this is like a marquee matchup. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, one of these teams can't beat the Jets. The other can't beat the Lions. It can't beat the Bears. You know, it's kind of actually neither of them beat the Bears, I guess. Um, not not really good looks from either of these guys this year. Uh, the Bears managed to keep the Seahawks down this last week, especially in – it was another, like, really bad game for the O-line. Like, Russ was on the ground all game that game. And I got to say, I'm, I'm a little curious if he could maybe just take it himself more often and and have one less thing to blame for that. But anyway – the Bears managed to quite literally find some holes in the Seahawks offensive plan this last week, expose them. They're all over us. And the Lions, you know, just haven't really had any sort of a path towards victory this this whole season. I think that this is a very likely upset. I'm, I'm not going to pick it, but I do think that this is one of the most likely upsets of the week, even if you want to call it that, just because of the a pretty unimpressive season that we've seen from the Seahawks. The Lions just, you know, on their best day have looked way better than the Seahawks have looked like week to week for me this year. Um, but it's usually pretty tough for identity list offenses to have like their best day of the season in Seattle, especially this late in the season. Seattle, I think like, um, just as 
as the weather gets colder, as uh, the closer you are to their fan base, I mean, to their stadium, like these are the types of like these winter home games. I think traditionally go really, really well for them. So I don't know off the top of my head how true that is, but I'm pretty sure that's true. So I'm just gonna go Seahawks here just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, I was th- I was just thinking myself while you're talking there that if the Seahawks were favored by more than a touchdown, I would probably bet the Lions spread in this game. I know we're not doing bet on it this week, but uh, <laughs> I went and looked, and it's exactly a touchdown. So I'll probably stay away from that personally, but it definitely wouldn't surprise me to see the Lions cover that spread. Um, I'm going to be picking the Seahawks as well. Um, it just makes uh, too much sense for them to have a good game this late in the season against a, a, a bottom-of-the-table team. So uh, I'll also be going to the Seahawks, but I won't be surprised if the Lions keep it close, like I said. Um, up next, we have the Sunday night football game this week, Minnesota Vikings going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. And uh, this should be a good one. Um, and I have particular interest in this game if the Vikings lose and also if the 49ers win and the Eagles win, the Eagles will clinch a playoff spot. Um, so with that, I'm going to be picking the Packers to win this game. They've been looking better and better week to week. Aaron Rodgers might win his second straight MVP. Um, don't need don't need actual immunization to win MVP. So he's in good shape for that. And uh, the Vikings have just looked pretty unimpressive these past few weeks. So I'm going to be taking the Packers in this one. Yeah, I'm um, also going to be taking the Packers. The Vikings have, like you said, really looked unimpressive these last couple of, of weeks. Like each week, it seems like it's a little bit more wide, the difference between them and their opponents, which, you know, pretty much all season I've been saying isn't something that they normally are capable of doing. Um, but especially this last week, I, I can't remember the final score off the top of my head, but it was not good. Yeah. 23 to 30. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that the, the, the Packers are probably pretty upset that they didn't manage to let this one get away from them earlier this season. Also, yep. I th- also like, I think they clinched first seed with this game, if I'm not mistaken. Also, yeah, also, it's in Green Bay. So, yeah, I think, like, with all those things considered, the I, the idea of the Vikings 2-0-ing the Packers this year is just so absurd to me. <laughs> so, I'm <laughs> just going to go with it. All right, and to finish us off, the only game not happening on Sunday this week, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Cleveland Browns on Monday night. Um, <laughs> yeah, Another division where I can't even say for sure that these are the worst <laughs> teams in the division. Yeah, Man, uh, the Steelers just got trounced this last week by the Chiefs. I don't really know what else to say about it. Had no real production going. They they keep having these games where they do nothing in the first half, and then the second half, it's like, uh, I mean, you guys looked all right, I guess, but it's not even like, man, great first half. I mean, terrible first half, great second half. They just like, they look fine. <laughs> like, we're yeah. Come back. Uh, the Browns, on the other hand, have been keeping it a little bit closer, but they still ha- are like not managing to find any wins outside of pretty bad teams. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Packers. They keep losing by three or less, which I think is really fascinating. But um, Baker in this Packers game was like sincerely probably landed more passes with with Packers players than he did Browns. 
threw for four interceptions. It was a really, really bad game. I saw at the end of the game, Baker threw for more interceptions versus the Packers than Aaron Rodgers has, has thrown this whole season. So, uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, very telling stat for Baker Mayfield, who I am starting to wonder a little bit more each week if we're going to see in a starting position next year. So, uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Steelers here. I don't actually remember off the top of my head how this game went last time. Do you? It was, yeah, it was 15-10 to 10 Steelers. They won okay. it very late in the game. Yeah, I could see basically the same score happening here. Baker... Uh, I I think Baker is just a freebie for any defense who's familiar with him at this point. So, unfortunate. What do you think? This is pretty sweet. Ending off the week with disagreement number three. So, hopefully, we won't be sitting in the same position uh, as it comes <laughs> to wins and losses next week. Um, I think the Browns will take this one. Steelers have been like a gaping hole on uh, with their, their rush defense recently, in recent weeks. And uh, that's just, as we harp on always, that's what the Browns do the best. So I think sure. uh, the Browns have a good chance to win this one. And I don't really think it matters. I think, I mean, both of these teams are technically still in the playoff race, but I uh, don't really see either of them getting there unless a whole bunch of stuff goes right either way. But I like the Browns to win this one. And yeah, I'm wondering more and more about Baker every week. Uh, I think, you know think he is gonna he has one year left on this deal so next year's like make or break for him for make or bake mayfield i was about to say make or break or mayfield (laughs) that's gonna be next year um but i think they'll be able to take this one so cool ending off with a disagreement let me do a quick score update before we uh let you guys out of here uh so i we went one and one in disagreements last week meaning i'm still four ahead at 152 wins, 88 losses, and a tie. Jacob with 148 wins, 92 losses, and a tie. The coin at 121, 119, and 1. So back above 500. Cool to see. Neat. Perfect. Well, sweet. Well, with these three disagreements, we'll be heading into week 18. Only one game between us, which is really exciting. Thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoy your holidays. Um Please make sure to tell a friend and uh, rate and review us on any service, including Spotify, because you can do that on Spotify now. Actually, you can only rate and review. But, yeah, make sure to drop us some stars. We would appreciate it. And just, you know, enjoy your time at home. uh, And I hope you all have a great New Year. Andrew? Yes. Happy happy New Year, everyone. Um, Please don't... Uh, get behind the wheel of a vehicle if you are, have been imbibing uh, in any sort of those kind of activities. Uh, please be That's safe. True. But yes, yeah. definitely. Happy New Year. And with that, I'm Jacob Wilkinson. I'm Drew Wade, and I'll be going back home to the coin tomorrow in Sweet Tennessee. <laughs> See you guys. Cute. Get out of here.